Welcome, uh, Fellowship Asheville, to the ConvoCast. We are glad to have you with us today. And just as a reminder, our ConvoCast are designed to inspire you with stories of what God is doing in and through the people of Fellowship Asheville. And in season two of our ConvoCast, we are introducing you to the deacons and the staff. Um, John Perry is with us today. He's one of the deacons. John, before we dive in, I just want to remind people what a deacon is. As I've been doing these these interviews with deacons, um, I don't know that I've clearly articulated what a deacon is. So, so for everybody listening, uh, you might be familiar with deacons in different church structures and, and what they are. Um, here at Fellowship, um, we see deacons as servants, like um, everybody who is a, a Christian uh, has a gift of service uh, given to them by the Holy Spirit. But deacons are uh, in particular servants in the fact that they are lead servants. And so, so they are um, leading different areas of ministry, they are leading different groups of people. Uh, there is a leadership component to their act of service. And so uh, John is one of those deacons that is leading a ministry, so to speak, and he is a deacon of finance. Um, and so they help with uh, budget analysis. They help with projections. Uh, they usually get pretty giddy over spreadsheets, which I'm so thankful for because I do not. I can I can understand a spreadsheet. I can come up with a fairly decent one, but I can't make it do the magic that they do. So uh, I'm very thankful for our deacons of finance. So so with all that, John, uh, tell folks a little bit about you. Well, um, let's see. I'm married to Jackie, um, and we've been married for 30, 30 years this coming August. Uh, we have three kids. Um, Emily is our oldest. She lives in Hendersonville, and she is married to Rory O'Kane, who used to be at Fellowship a while back. And uh, Rory's a dentist, and Emily's in, in business school and does freelance uh, web design. And, and then there's Alex. Alex is newly married this past July to his wife, Liz. They live in New York City. Um, they are both second grade teachers um, in New York City, teaching at charter schools, two different charter schools. Um, they are, have been online all year, and I don't know how you teach uh, second graders online, teach them how to read and do math and all that sort of thing. I don't know how you do that when you're in person, but let alone uh, teaching them online as well. I would imagine it's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got lots of challenges, but they seem to be thriving nonetheless. So they live in lower Manhattan. And then Sam is our youngest, and Sam is a sophomore at NC State and a business major in arts, entrepreneurship, and economics minor. And uh, he, Sam, you're from Fellowship. You've probably seen him up playing the piano or the bass or the guitar or singing or something up there. Um, he, he loves music, and uh, so he's, he's really talented there. Um, Jackie um, is a counselor and... Uh, just recently got her PhD in counselor education and supervision. And so she teaches uh, master's level counselors and, um, and uh, counsels teenagers and has been doing that for 25 years or so. And, uh, and then me, I just, uh, I just provide for all them. So, <laughs> so, Which is great. Uh, I, John, I love your family. It's so interesting. I've got all these different connections uh, with your family, with, you know, I, I uh, with with Rory and Emily as they dated and, and were engaged, I got to be part of that with them. Um, um, with Alex, I have this bizarre connection because yeah. I'm friends with his pastor in New York. Yeah. Uh, they go to the Bridge NYC, which I'm actually quoting 
James in my sermon this coming Sunday, but for y'all watching would probably be months ago. But um, <laughs> but I think I think the world of the church that they go to and, and their pastor, he's a he's a great, great man of God. Um, uh, and then Sam, I feel like I've known Sam for years. I've been to his soccer games. I got to watch him be Gaston and Beauty and the Beast and mm-hmm. uh, got to be part of the worship team with him, you know, in my role as teacher. So, um, so, so yeah. And then with Jackie, with this thing that God has laid on her heart to do with, with counseling and stuff, it's mm-hmm. fun to, to be a part of that. And with you as a deacon, like, yeah, I feel like I'm, I, I, uh, I love your family. I do too. Yeah, good. That's good because they're they're pretty good people. I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you're you're in it for the long haul. Um, what uh, what's something that most people don't know about you? What's something unique? Uh, well, um, even at 54 years old, I still play on a baseball team. Um, <laughs> I play I play competitive baseball with a bunch of old guys, and uh, we play in the summers, and then we go play in tournaments in Florida and things like that. So I, it, uh, I still catch, play catcher and outfield and, and uh, wooden bat league. And so people wow. don't necessarily think of me as an athlete. And so I like to surprise them when I, when I can still play baseball. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're very much in shape. Uh, that doesn't surprise me, but okay. So see, I don't think I need they, to play they, catcher. Yeah. So, so do like, do parts of your body creak and pop when you, when uh, you cause that's yeah. a pretty, that's a pretty like, Crouch position. Not, not too badly. Uh, That's when, we good. In, when we play in these tournaments, uh, we'll play nine games in a week. And at the oh, end of that, wow. it's, I'm pretty, pretty beat up, but how, what's the, I, uh, re- what's the recovery time? If you don't mind me um, asking on nine games. Well, that, nine was games. In no, that was in November. I'm hoping by next month I'll be recovered. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, so tell, tell, tell folks, how did you come to, to know Jesus? What's, what's your story? Yeah. So uh, I grew up going to church every Sunday with my family. Um, we, uh, you know, we were there every Sunday and, and uh, I'd go to vacation Bible school and I was involved in the youth group and that, that sort of thing. And, and um, I saw the Christian faith as being uh, more of a, a way to live as far as a moralist, you know, a, a moral position and you be this person, you do these things, you, you know, you, you don't steal, you don't, you know, you know, kill, you don't, you know, you follow the 10 commandments and then you were, you were good with God. And, uh, it was very much a, uh, from, in my mind, at least a, a performance kind of thing, a behavior kind of, uh, thing as far as what being a Christian meant. And then when I was a sophomore in high school, um, I started going to Young Life and, um, and it was very, big at, at my high school there were you know 350 sweaty kids packed into a basement and mm-hmm. it was sort of the, the biggest best thing going on at our high school and um so uh i could go because it was lots of fun and there was a girl i liked that was going and and all, <laughs> all the good reasons. there's always a girl yeah there? there's always a girl so uh so anyway um i think it was it was probably the fall of my sophomore year in high school, I, I sort of heard the gospel laid out in, in steps and understood sort of a, a, a need for a relationship. It wasn't just about my performance or my being a good person. It was more about a relationship with Christ that, that I finally, finally, if I heard it in church, I didn't, it didn't register, but it finally sort of clicked mm-hmm. with me. And uh, somewhere over the next 
four, five, six weeks, I, I just started walking with Christ in, in a different way and, and had a relationship with him. So, um, and so ever since then, that was, that was my, my story. Well, what I'm, I'm curious. So you heard the gospel young life when like, what, you know, what did you see change in your life as a result of realizing your faith wasn't about performance and, and religion, but it was a relationship? Yeah, um, I, it just became more personal to me. And, you know, I, we, we would read, you know, little snippets of, mm. of scripture on, on a Sunday or, or whatever, and it, it became um, alive to me. The, you know, mm. the Bible became alive to me, and it was something that applied to my life. And it, it was not just a matter of sort of doing your time on Sunday morning and sort of getting through that, sort of checking the things off on the bulletin until, until the service was over. But it, it, it's where it sort of got in me and, mm -hmm. um, you know, changed me from the inside, I think, and, and motivations and, and goals and dreams and hopes uh, all, all sort of refocused after, after that point. So that's great. You know, I remember being a kid going to big church, to adult church, not having a relationship with Christ and, and doing exactly what you just described, looking at the bulletin, being like, OK, where are we and how much more? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's a we great. Gotta, we gotta get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get to Luby's. That's where we went to the yeah, cafeteria. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. um, um, well, so you're one of our deacons of finance, and mm -hmm. and um, as as I approached you about becoming a deacon of finance and what this role looks like here, and really forming it, we've never really had deacons of finance before. We've had a finance team earlier um, in our history, but not a deacon of finance, and so it was really starting something new. That's when I found that you actually had previous experience in working in a role similar to this sure. with other churches. Tell, tell us about your previous experience with that, if that's helpful. Sure. Yeah, um, I, the church we belonged to in Hickory before we moved to Asheville, and even after we uh, lived in Asheville, we kept going there for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, I was the treasurer of the church and their structure. They had deacons, they had elders, and, and then they had a couple of sort of adjunct roles, and mine, mine was as the treasurer. So I served the deacons in that I, um, I prepared, took the financial reports that came out of QuickBooks and sort of did analysis and trending and giving and spending and, and each, each group, um, each of the uh, uh, deacons had a responsibility for one area of ministry. And then they had a budget that, that uh, laid out with that. And, um, and so grabbing that, putting that all together and helping us to see where we were, you know, where did we want to invest more in ministry? Um, you know, what, what do we need to have covered? We, we went through a, a pretty substantial building campaign while I was the treasurer and it was, it's a beautiful it, building too. I've been in that building. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's shocking yeah. that it's in Hickory. Like, <laughs> right, right. Right. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it, 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 you know, hits my heart cause it looks like the Duke chapel. So yeah, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, so, and this was a probably $4 million building campaign. So sort of helping not with the fundraising, but just sort of accounting for that and, and just seeing where we are and helping, helping the, the elders and deacons to plan on spending, but in a, it's a hundred year old building. So, you know, buildings are great to, to be able to do the, the business of the church and the work of the church, but they take a lot of care and upkeep. And especially when yeah. you're old and you have slate roofs and leaky pipes and, all that sort of thing. So, um, you know, it, it was, a, and it was a large staff too, you know, 14, 15 people on staff. And so wow. salaries being a big portion of, of looking out for that, but it was a very generous um, 
community of people. And when there was, whenever there was a need, people just rose to the occasion and, you know, giving always sort of just came, came in and came through and, and I, you know, I would just help, help the, the deacons and the leaders of the church, um, just sort of know where we were and whether we needed to rein in some spending or, or, uh, you know, we've got, we've got excess. What can we, what can we invest differently in that we've always wanted to do, but we've just never had the, the chance to do it. And, and like, uh, uh, like fellowship and, and our goals to, as far as giving outside the church are, are even greater than what, what they were at Hickory um, with the $2 million budget or thereabout um, to try to, to give 15% away um, to other ministries and, and supporting missionaries and other things like that. Mm -hmm. Just um, we, that was a goal, and over several years we we got to that goal. So that was fun to. Well, that that is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and and by the size of the church and and all that, what I'm what I'm picking up is that the uh, the size of the budget was a little bit different than ours as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, now and you enjoy doing that, like making those projections and digging into those numbers. Yeah. It, it's sort of what I do in my day job. Um, I, I'm very mathematically oriented. Um, I've got a degree in engineering and then a business degree. Um, and so I'm, I deal with the numbers all the time. I build, I mm. take data mm. I build analyses for companies and to let them see what's going on in their business. So it, it's sort of, uh, you know, what I eat, sleep and drink every day. Um, and so, you know, to, to take a QuickBooks spreadsheet and dump it in, it's sort of, um, it's not, not too difficult to sort of add on to that, but just to apply, how, how do we see what's happening? How do, how do somebody yeah. who's not numbers oriented, can they, can they take a look at the graphs and say, oh, you know, we're up, we're down. We need to, we need to, you know, to visualize the data as we call it. Yeah. Yeah. See, so when you say someone who's not uh, numbers oriented from now on, you can just say Fred. Uh, that, I, that's someone what I like wanted to say Fred. without saying that. Yeah. I didn't want to call anybody <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I appreciate numbers. Like I said, I can, I can yeah, work my yeah. way around a spreadsheet. I can do some mental math fairly quickly, but, but, uh, but to do the deep dive in it, like everything yeah. you just described, it did two things. One, it made me so thankful for the creativity of God. <laughs> That, that he gives some people a love and a passion for for what to other people like me would be like a level of Dante's hell. Like if, <laughs> you know, like if somebody said, you're going to look at spreadsheets and make projections and all that stuff, I'd been like, I've read this book and this is like level three. <laughs> um, uh, well, so, it's, it, you're not the only one. I, Jackie jokes about when we earlier in our marriage done some budgeting and I'd collect all this data about how we were spending money and doing all that. And I'd I give her a pie chart of this and this is where we're spending and this is where, you know, we plan and all this kind of thing. And her head would just spin. And she said, just, just tell me how much money I can Just spend. tell me. Yeah, that's, that's right. Just, just tell me. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm, I'm in Jackie's camp, whatever camp yeah. that is. I'm like, just can I order from anthropology or can't I? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Or my back to, to goodwill, which is fine. Yeah. Um, uh, actually I have found some great deals at goodwill. Yes, right. Me too. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so with your involvement then with the the deacons of, of finance, tell tell us about that. What does that look like here at Fellowship for you? Um, and up until the last month, uh, when Ryan moved to Kansas City, there were three of us that were working on it. And it's it. Um, and and I joined the team a little bit after they had started doing all of this, and it, very similar to what I had done in my previous experience in Hickory. But um, 
but just to, again, to take all these numbers and put them in a, in a format that helps people see what's happening in, in the financial side of things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, money is, uh, is important in that it allows ministry to happen. And so and not everybody wants to, to dive into the detail like, like the three of us do. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, it, money, money is a catalyst for ministry to happen. And so um, we'll, we'll take, take the financial statements and we'll crank through those and we'll, we'll help the elders make decisions and what can we invest in. And especially uh, during the pandemic and everything being sort of topsy-turvy with, with church and giving and where people are and people are out of work and, and who's still coming to church and who, who's watching online. Um, it's, you know, it's just been an interesting challenge to, to go through. Um, and, and to, to help you and the other elders to say, okay, here, we're in good shape here. This is, we've got some extra here. We, we've got to do these projects to, to help us open back up. And can we, can we do this, that, or the other thing? And so mm -hmm. that's what the three of us and now two of us, uh, now that Ryan's moved to, to, uh, to Kansas city, you know, that we'll, we'll continue to be advisors and consultants, if you will, um, yeah. to, to help make those decisions so that so that we're good stewards of what God has given us through people and, and be able to um, meet the needs of, of the church, uh, physical needs and, and paying staff and doing all the things that are, are, are necessary to, to, for the upkeep of a, of a church and keeping the ministries going. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll do a shameless plug too. You know, it is nice to have three uh, deacons of finance instead of two. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're a member at fellowship and you love spreadsheets and everything that, that, that uh, John is describing, just puts a twinkle in your eye, then please let me know. Uh, because we'll, it, get you a, it, we'll get you a propeller head that we'll, we'll all sit <laughs> together and spin that while we, while we crank those spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the mental picture is awesome. <laughs> um, uh, but seriously, if, if, if anybody does want more information about this, do let me know, because we'd love to add to this team. Um, and, and particularly, I'll just say this too, I'd love to have a woman's input on this team as well. So, um, you know, deacons are both men and women, uh, at least the way we see it here at Fellowship and the way we understand the Bible. So, um, so this isn't just, just for men. Uh, but the qualification here is that you do need to be a member at Fellowship. Well, with, with being a deacon, it, it, you know, here in the church in Hickory, how have you seen God move in this area? Um, well, I, I think uh, especially as we were just talking about with uh, with COVID and the pandemic and, and things being topsy-turvy, you know, that God's faithful. Um, he continues to provide for what we need. Uh, you know, the, the staff hasn't gone hungry. They haven't missed their mortgage payments. You know, the ministries continue. Kids kids ministry keeps going on. We, we meet on Sunday, Sunday mornings and get fed. Um, you know, so when, when it feels like the, the other things in the, the shifting sands that are going on in the world right now, uh, that, that, uh, God's faithfulness is rock solid. So, um, at least in our, in our body, that's, um, that's been true. And, and, uh, you know, it's not, it's not where any of us really want to be, but um, yeah. it's, it's, you know, going through, through this together, it's, uh, um, we get to collectively experience that uh, God's faithfulness. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it has, it, I have been pleasantly surprised, at least at the time of this recording, um, you know, we are in probably the healthiest financial position we've ever been in. 
Um, we have been able to increase our outside giving to where, you know, now it's at about 20% of our operational budget um, uh, is going to outside organizations, which is really cool. And, mm -hmm. you know, just as, as John was mentioning, our ultimate goal for that, you know, this is like a 20 year goal. It's not a three year goal, but it's to where 51% um, of the money that comes into our operational budget is going out to other organizations and ministries and missionaries that we support and uh, organizations that we support. So that's a pretty lofty goal. It's one it of is. those, those big, hairy, audacious goals that I would mm -hmm. love to see God God do so mm -hmm. um we may never get there but that doesn't mean we don't shoot no, so. going after it yeah 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 well um uh in dealing with this since is, the the question is this um how have you seen growth in your life as as part of serving and and here's kind of what um I'm, I'm getting at too is that you know both your day job and your ministry kind of coincide it uses um, uh, very much how God has made you to be. Um, and so serving and work kind of go together in many ways. And so how have you seen, or, or have you noticed any growth, uh, maybe differently in working for, you know, helping the, the cause of Christ versus your client? Or are those kind of the same? Um, I, I have an interesting situation. I've just um, taken a, a, a new job in July and the company is, a bunch of Christian folks. And so um, very much faith and work integrated. Uh, it's a really neat environment. Um, I've been working on my own for about uh, eight or nine years. Um, so, so I'm not really answering your question a bit, no, no, no. Sorry, tangentially, but um, you know, it's for that, for me, it's just been really encouraging to see that, that those two can coexist because that yeah. hasn't always been the, been the case in, in my career. Um, you know, it's, it's very um, encouraging to me to be useful, um, mm -hmm. you know, for my gifts to be used. And so mm -hmm. if uh, I, I, I'm not an upfront person, I don't, I can do the standing up front and being, being sort of the, or the spotlight, but I, I don't crave it. And so to be able to um, set the table for others uh, in a way so that other so the ministry can happen. And, you know, I, I take a lot of satisfaction in that. I mean, I, awesome. um, I, I, I get great personal satisfaction when at the, at the end of a process or project, then we've got an answer that, that helps move things forward. So it's really gratifying to me and, and pleasing to my soul when as weird as that sounds that the, that the, the spreadsheet works out and it totals up to the right number and all those sort, sorts of things. I know I'm a weirdo, but um, no, that's great. But, but that's uh, that's the case. Oh, there's my mom. Hey, mom. Hey. <laughs> We're being recorded. <laughs> oh, I uh, just so everybody knows, uh, they're at uh, John's parents' house, obviously, right now. Which is <laughs> um, uh, all right. So, as you think about Fellowship Asheville, hey, John's mom. Um, uh, as you think about Fellowship Asheville, <laughs> okay. Did you think your mom would photobomb our convo cast? That's fun. She That's she fun. doesn't know what photobomb means. Yeah, well, this if she would have come in with a cat head, I'd have been more surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, okay, as you think about our church, what what are your hopes and dreams for Fellowship Asheville? Um, I, I I really echo that dream and goal of being uh, very open handed with what God's provided us with, um, and, and I think that's something that attracted 
Vesta Fellowship is, is its, um, its focus on the community, on ministry, and not being where we, we sort of, you know, we, we circle the wagons and, and this is who we are and we're, you know, don't, clo- don't, don't try to penetrate. We've got the, our little community in a circle and we're happy and we're content here, but there's a very, very much an, a lot of open pathways to, for, to go in and out. Um, at, at fellowship, and so um, I share those hopes and dreams that we're that we're blessing Oakley, and that we're blessing uh, the world through missionaries and and furthering the cause of Christ around the world, um, locally and and you know wherever wherever the gospel uh, goes through what we're a part of. So that's great. Well, I've asked everybody this question. Eventually, I'll stop, but not today. Um, how would you describe uh, Fellowship Asheville in one word? Uh, I've thought about that, and I think uh, it, it sort of echoes what what I was just saying. But I think it's very open-hearted um, mm-hmm. to to people, people's needs, um, the the needs of of those both on a spiritual level, a physical level, um, and so and open-hearted toward each other. Uh, just as is, you get to know people, uh, you just see uh, just some great-hearted people that that Christ is has worked on and touched and, and, uh, you know, forgiving and, you know, the open hearted was the word that came to mind. That's great. That's great. Well, John, thank you for your time. Sure um, uh, tell your folks, uh, I said, hello. And, um, she'll, she'll come of, back and you can say it yourself. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> for those of you uh, listening, if you haven't already, do click like and subscribe. It helps us. And it also uh, allows you to get notifications when we add content to our YouTube channel. Uh, so you'll have that. Um, and y'all, I love you. And I love being in the church with you. So thanks so much. See you next time. Thanks, Fred. Uh-huh. Bye.